It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. You're listening to the Heroes Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Red Shirts and Runabouts, the Star Trek podcast here on the Heroes Podcast Network. I am one of your regular hosts, Derek, and I have my co-host, my co-captain, Greg. Hey, buddy. How's it going, Derek, and everybody out there? Hi. Uh, It's going okay. Uh, We've been gone for a little bit, and things have been very hectic in the world, um, both you know personally for us as well as just everybody everywhere <laughs> as as um I'm sure everybody knows but this this episode is is going to be really kind of shorter than than normal cuz I guess Greg do you want to do you want to break the news Yeah we're um we're we're taking a bit of a hiatus from red shirts I hate to use the word sunset cuz sunset makes it sound like it's never coming back uh we uh, at least for Overall, for the Heroes Podcast Network, several of the shows have been doing great. Uh, but Derek, you and I have both been extremely busy with personal stuff. I've actually had some damage to my home lately that I've been working on, and it's been it's been hard to dedicate enough time to make a show as successful as it needs to be. And you know, Sunset again has a different connotation, but you know, taking a little break until maybe season three of Discovery comes out, possibly, and then maybe rebranding and restyling and how we're doing things, I think would be the best description. If you would agree. Yeah, that's that's pretty good, right? Um, you know, we we've both got a lot going on. We've both got uh, well, I, you have another kid on the way. I have my first kid on the way, um, and then of course the pandemic creates a bunch of of complications and for a lot of reasons. And um, it's not like your your job is slowing down or anything like that. So, with kind of a a lull in in new trek right now, we thought this was just a good time to to take a break and sit back and focus on other things going on in our lives. And yeah, as, as Greg said, you know, when, when disco comes back or uh, I, I mean that, that should be the next show, I guess it's possible that 
lower decks because of the pandemic may may slide its way in first because they, they don't have to have people in the same rooms to to do all of those types of things but um yeah when when we have trek back on the air you know maybe we'll we'll be in a good place to come back and talk about that content and you know just kind of give the show some new life i think that's the big catch right now is it's just um we've kind of just been pushing it along trying to to keep it moving forward without really having the the time to really dedicate to it yeah and that's and i think it's it's fair to say that i think the the overall response to Picard, I don't think was as good as they were hoping. I don't think it was outright negative, but I think it was, and again, this is just my opinion based on, if you think about it, nobody's really talking about it right now, even online. There's a few references here and there. It seems like people are still talking about Discovery and the interest in season three. But it's it's kind of almost similar to, uh, again, you know me, the Game of Thrones reference. It's like Game of Thrones season eight went so was so divisive, nobody's talking about it. Hmm. And so, again, like you said, we don't even, like we were talking before we started recording, we don't even know when Discovery Season 3 is coming back. And, you know, I know I saw in the news a couple, like another week ago or two, Simon Pegg is still pushing for like a Star Trek fourth movie. <laughs> he's still, he's yeah. never going to let that go, is he? I wouldn't think so. You know, I mean, aside from being one of the lead roles, he, of course, helped write the last one. And so I know he's very much invested and he's been a Trekkie for his whole life. And, um, and yeah, I mean, because of the pandemic, a lot of things are on hold. Um, you know, Picard, they're, they're writing scripts for season two, but you know, they have to kind of play it by ear about when they can start filming and, um, you know, discovery had to start doing a lot of things remote, including the score work for the music. Uh, and I know the work for lower decks has continued remotely, but that, that news just kind of drips out very slowly because there isn't a lot of big, to do and any big announcements that we were expecting um, in August aren't going to happen be more than likely aren't going to happen because Star Trek Las Vegas has now been delayed to December from yeah. its, its August date. And so, um, you know, we have a four month delay there and they usually announce some pretty big stuff at Star Trek uh, Las Vegas. And so, you know, maybe there'll be some, some news around then. Um, but yeah, there just isn't like a ton of new stuff. And since we have so many other things going on, the idea of just trying to focus on older content, um, we just don't right now have the right kind of headspace and time for it, I think is probably a good summary. And, and it's fair. And this is something that happens in other fandoms, I think, especially with, you know, Game of Thrones, Lord of the Rings, some of those is, yeah, revisiting some of the older content is good, but I don't think I don't think it's as critical these days to have uh, the third thousandth review on DS9 start like episode duet. It's like, we know it's a great episode. Everybody knows that. So yeah, focusing on the new stuff was a lot of fun, especially seeing what they're interested in, how they're going with things. And, you know, it's, it's, it's no, there's no shame in saying, Hey, we want to take a bit of a break, focus on, and you know, where we live without spoiling, without, you know, revealing personal details too much, you know, both like, the four state area is starting to see like increases <laughs> with the pandemic and yeah. everybody's pretending it's nothing. And, you know, the other day it was like the worst day since it began. And again, nobody's talking about it. So it's, it's impacting us on a personal level too. Absolutely. Yeah. That that's without a doubt. And so, um, I, I was just told the other day that they can't even guarantee I'll be in the, the birthing room. 
I haven't been told that yet. Uh, I've been told I'm the only other person who will be allowed in there. Um, that's that's what they've said so far. But it's just it's crazy to think about. And again, I think that's one thing I'm happy about with them discussing uh, uh, Star Trek with the Pike Show. Mm-hmm. I keep forgetting the title. Is it Brave New Worlds? Strange New Worlds. Strange New Worlds. Is they're talking about it's going to be more of a throwback to the Gene Roddenberry optimism and positivity. I think we need that drastically, especially with just real life being the way it is. <laughs> yeah. I think getting some positive Star Trek out there is going to be a huge help for everybody. And I'm with you there for sure. Um, and that's definitely what we've heard so far is it's supposed to be, while there will be story arcs, right? And the characters will grow and there will be serialized content because that's that's just how modern television works. It'll be more episodic and tonally feel more like the Trek of old. And I think it's great to have both, right? We'll still have Discovery and Picard and the Section 31 show that's in development. And then we'll also have Strange New Worlds and we'll kind of have, you know, the best of both worlds. As oh, it were. <laughs> I see what you did. I see what you did there. You know, so I mean, it is a great time to be a Trekkie, right? We've got two live action shows that are actually currently running, with two uh, two live action shows in development, two cartoons in development, and among other unannounced official projects that are in development as well. And so it's it's great. It's an exciting time, and I think once these things kind of get back rolling we'll ha- we'll have that that excitement and that passion to dive back into things and revive revive the show to its its old glory yeah and like you said you the focus you have so much content out there you can do both without detracting from one another because there are i think discovery and picard is truly 50 50 i think half the fans adore them and half the fans really don't and now you'll get the best of both worlds. You know, I've always enjoyed Star Trek for the exploration and experience more than anything else. You know, if I want my sci-fi combat, I can get that thrill from, you know, just draw from a random hat. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So getting getting to explore new species and new planets and new worlds with a with a crew with high chemistry, I think that's I think that's going to be a lot of fun. And that's just my style. There's nothing bad about that. It's Game of Thrones for me was never about the battles. The battles are fun. But I like the politics and the intrigue and the character development. That's what I like. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Strange New Worlds does have the advantage of having these three just fantastic cast members to lead the show that we already like. People may be split on Discovery uh, in some cases, but I don't really think anybody is split on these three actors and their portrayals of those characters. And so that's something yeah, that we can right. all really rally behind. And I don't care who you are. If you saw the, that bridge set of the enterprise and you didn't like it, you didn't want to like it. Well, yeah, they put (laughs) whoever was involved in that knew exactly what they were doing. Somebody let's face it. Somebody was building that out as part of their resume, right? They should have, and they did the right thing to show this is it's the whole, uh, remember Lord of the Rings, how Viggo Mortensen on all the feedback that said, he learned horseback riding to make it look real. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. like he went, he didn't just ride a horse like so many people do in a movie. He learned how to control and command a horse. And that's whoever made the Star Trek, the, the Enterprise set, knew exactly what they were doing. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm completely with you 110%. And so I'm certainly looking forward to Strange New Worlds. Um, 
you know, I'm looking forward to it a, a lot. And a lot of these projects, you know, I'm lo lower decks, actually, I'm really looking forward to because, again, I think Star Trek does have a brighter side. And this, this is a good opportunity to have something that's a little more lighthearted and a little bit unique where we can focus on these characters who don't have the the massive decisions on their shoulders about who lives and dies, but are still important parts of a crew that have lives that have stories that we don't really get to see very much. Star Trek tried a couple tiny lower decks stories from now and then, but we never got a lot of it. And so this is a cool opportunity to see, you know, the, the, the working class people on these ships and not just the bridge officers. Yeah. And I just finished, uh, a fantastic history book I recommend for everybody. It's called The Last Stand of the Tin Can Sailors. It's about the Battle of Leyte Gulf in World War II. And what struck, what stuck out with me was they're talking about these little destroyers and tiny carriers called, you know, escort or jeep carriers. How the destroyers have like 220 crew, 200 of them are crew, and 20 only 20 are officers. <laughs> so it's like one officer for every 10 crewmen. And it's going to be fun seeing that in Lower Decks. And let's Let's compare it to Star Wars Clone Wars, the, the animated show, which is universally loved by Star Wars fans. And it went on for, what, 10 years? I mean, eight full seasons over 10 or 12 years. You can do so much with an animated show, content-wise, that you can take risks that are a little bit harder to take. And so they'll get to do that. They'll have fun comedy and action, and they'll, you can do whatever crazy planet you want them to visit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And now there's there's rumors that we'll get some existing Star Trek cast members involved as um, you know maybe cameo style or recurring style roles, which would be fun. And um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to seeing more about that. And you know maybe we'll hear more about it at. Uh, so for for those who don't know, San Diego Comic Con is not happening in its normal form. They are converting to what they're calling Comic Con at Home, and it'll be a free virtual convention and so maybe we'll see some some new star trek stuff in that with stlv being delayed i don't know we'll have to wait and see but well you know, given i wouldn't be the, surprised yeah and given the political sensitivity around the nation right now understandably so with you know we've talked on red shirts on twitter and such how we support black lives matter and such yeah i think the star trek crew and cbs i really think this is now an opportunity for them to create a tv show with you know, we've joked about it, but LeVar Burton as captain of the USS Challenger, I think if they were to do that now, not only would you win Star Trek fans and bring more fans back, I think it sends a huge message of a beloved character who's involved in that community, who's been in Star Trek forever, who still loves Star Trek. I think that's, you know, it'd be, it'd be fun for them to do it, even if they do it as like a miniseries, right? Just a four to six episode miniseries with Captain LaForge, I think. Mm -hmm. I've been thinking about that a lot lately because, you know, you look at the media and such and they're right. There's the minority led shows is not our, it's not as common. Yeah. You get Michael Burnham um, and Sonequa Martin who, I, who did great. Uh, and I think this would be another opportunity for them to send that message because Star Trek has always been about inclusion and positivity. Well, and especially like if you want to talk about like limited series, you could do something that centers around Jake and his journalism in like the aftermath of the uh, synthetic attack, you know, or oh, yeah, yeah. 
the aftermath of the Dominion War and these areas having to rebuild or just, you know, Voyager coming home. Like there's so many different things that, that he could report on. Or, um, I mean, by the time Picard happens, maybe he's running an organization that, that is full of journalists. I mean, who knows, right? I mean, just he's the right age and he's still very passionate. I mean, he has his own Star Trek podcast. Um, and so you could really focus on what that character does. It's such a different angle. You know, he's not a bridge officer. He's not, you know, Starfleet or die. He's a civilian. He's a journalist. And that's a totally different perspective than anything else that we have in, in Star Trek. I mean, even the section 31 show still exists inside of Starfleet. You know, this could step out of that and we could see the more civilian side of things and um, going across lines because he's not affiliated with Starfleet. Yeah. And again, it's something where you can take chances that aren't going to bother people when it comes to, I mean, everybody's always going to be concerned about canon, but if you're talking about journalism or investigative stuff, you can do things with canon that you're not going to risk by diving, throwing them into like a Klingon war like mm-hmm. Discovery did, which kind of impacted the timeline a bit, it, it, you don't, you're not going to be worried about that because you can. it's a journalist. He's approaching it from his point of view and his, and his knowledge. Well, and it, it could help shape the, 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 the Picard time period that's, that's taking place in, in season one and, and, and then season two because we don't really know the state of things, like what's happening in the Klingon Empire and what's happening in the Romulan Empire journalists would would be more in the know of those types of things and it could really have a lot of exposition without it getting slammed for it because that's the point right you could have it almost be like a documentary style show but it's obviously fictional and i think that could be really unique and interesting to add to the star trek universe and i think you and i brought that up during our review of picard of we almost need like short treks to know what the hell's happening (laughs) around the around the quadrants because you know, I, if you're building a timeline based on Romulus being destroyed, there's no way another species like the Klingons or somebody else out there is not encroaching on Romulan territory now. And it'd be fascinating to know what the Romulans are doing about that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could almost do a series that's like, you know, um, Star Trek in history or something, right? Where Jake is narrating this. And they, it's basically a short treks, but the history of that universe. And he could bounce around. So it could be any time period covering different civilizations and things like that. You know, this week we're going to focus on, you know, the 2270s in whatever. And that could be really just totally different and a way to expand on the universe in a canon way where there isn't any arguments about, well, it was in a book or, well, it was in a comic. You know, this would be legitimately on TV and would be that canon. Yeah. And hell, even a... A couple of years ago, Sirik Lofton was involved with like a fan film of some kind and he had shaved his head and he grew a goatee and he looked like a young Benjamin Sisko. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was really kind of like looking at an alternate reality almost where you're like, holy cow, he looks like Avery Brooks. <laughs> he really, really does. Like, it's funny. Cause like, you know, when they were both younger, you know, they, it was easy to be like, yeah, they're not really related, but now that they're, that, that they're both adults. I mean, it's a spinning image. Yeah. Um, It's crazy. And so like, I mean, I don't don't know. Their acting styles are so incredibly different. Their personalities are so incredibly different. Like if they had to show Cisco in the past, they could probably do it. (laughs) Uh, I think they could easily do it with Sierra Lofton. And I would support that all the way. 
But I mean, but I still think, you know, because of his age, he would really be able to handle his own thing and take that journalistic route because there just isn't anybody else like that that we can really follow, right? I mean, you could follow Seven and the Rangers. That's a non-Starfleet thing, but they're still flying around in ships and having battles and kind of, they're still like an organization that has a stake in the universe, whereas the journalists are reporting on those organizations. So I'd watch that. uh, I would watch that too. CBS, if you're listening, Derek and I are only asking for maybe five, 10% of the profits. Or you could uh, cast we'll us in it. Yeah, you can cast us. I'll be um, a dead guy or something. <laughs> oh no, I want a speaking role, please. I want to. I, <laughs> I want to be in the Star Trek universe. I'm good with that. My, my be, IMDb uh, has one credit. I need to flesh that out a bit. <laughs> I want to be picked up and killed by like a a, a remnant Jem'Hadar soldier. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why he's still alive and how he's surviving. It doesn't matter. Uh, but he's just he's there yeah i got you i got you or a vulcan you want to be killed by a vulcan no i just mean i wouldn't i wouldn't mind being a vulcan oh you wouldn't mind being a vulcan i see i got you well that's fair or me being killed by like a follower of surak or something that might be neat Hmm. (laughs) see so many choices there's so many i i was supposed to be an extra in a fan film um that had a Kickstarter and everything, but I wasn't able to travel to the filming location. So I wasn't able to do it, but I almost, I almost had my shot in a fan film at least. That's still a goal of mine to have to do that eventually. <laughs> the fan, the fan film is called Pacific 201, by the way. And if you have not heard of Pacific 201, I suggest you check it out because it's uh, very interesting what, what the focus will be. And the, the visuals I think are really pretty. The ship itself is gorgeous. Um, and th- while it started before CBS changed all the fan film rules, they're still pushing forward with a, you know, a change obviously to, to fit those rules. But, um, yeah, you can check that out. I followed them on YouTube for a bit. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Give them, give them a check. Just go on YouTube or Twitter and follow them. And I definitely recommend that. All right. Well, we've been rambling on for like 20 minutes now. Um, but you know, <laughs> the moral, <laughs> yeah, the moral of the story is we're taking uh, a break from the show. The, sh- the show's going on, on hiatus. It's um, and, you know, hopefully we'll, we'll be able to bring this thing back once we have some new track on the air again to, to talk about. And in the meantime, uh, we will still be out there. Uh, Greg, if people want to talk to you about Star Trek or Star Wars or Game of Thrones or Stellaris or whatever, how can they do that? Uh, I would recommend tracking me down on Twitter at the V underscore Bittersteel. It's just, a, I don't really have my Facebook as much anymore. I took a break from that just because of all the, on, the ongoing, just the ongoing issues we're seeing in the world. Uh, <laughs> so I needed a bit of a mental break from Facebook. But yeah, catch me on Twitter. I'm still pretty active there. Awesome. And I'm at the Star Trek dude. You can also find me on two other podcasts on the Heroes Podcast Network. Screen Heroes is the network's uh, TV and film, primarily film podcast, especially during the pandemic. And uh, you can see me there. Uh, We do that every week. We have over 200 episodes, which is really cool. And we're doing lots of retrospectives and anniversary reviews now that theaters are basically closed. So you can check me out there and Gamer Heroes, which is a video game podcast that I host and I bring in guests every week to talk about a particular topic. We've done uh, Bioshock and Animal Crossing. We'll be doing Halo and we did Fallout 76. 
we'll be doing the resident evil remasters and remakes coming up here soon and the last of us part two and all that good stuff so you can check those out um the show of course here red shirts and runabouts is at red shirts pod on twitter we will continue to keep that twitter up and we may post from time to time on that but you can also follow the show through heroespodcast.com or Heroes Podcasts on Facebook and Twitter. where the Heroes Podcast Network, and you can stay up to date on all of those, those types of things. We'll be sure to let you know when we'll be coming back. But, Greg, unless you have anything else, I think this is, this is goodbye for now. Yeah, until then, I, you know, I might join you on Gamer Heroes now and then. Um, oh, yeah. So that, or, or a, a surprise spot on you know, Screen Heroes. I, I'm definitely looking forward to your Last of Us 2 episode because that game talk about divisive uh yeah that'll be an intense <laughs> conversation i'm sure <laughs> yes yes it will bring your body armor you might need it uh, doesn't matter what you say positive or negative it's <laughs> you'll get attention yeah yeah and uh yeah i haven't had a chance to play it yet i installed it last night and i will uh i'll be starting it maybe tonight we'll see We'll see how things that might go. Be, that might be a good Gamer Heroes live stream as well, too. <laughs> Maybe. We'll see. We'll Maybe. See. All well, right. Until, my, until then, my friend. Until then. Peace and long life, Greg. And long and prosper.